Welcome in, everybody. We are sorry for marking the best wrestling podcast on the interwebs back once again. And yes, you're hearing correctly. I am Chase doing the intro today. And I would like to inform you that yes, the ratings may be low on Raw and SmackDown. Yes, you might be in the slumps. But guess what? We have replaced the water cooler today. No more water cooler. We, well, the cooler's there. We dumped the water out. We have replaced it with bourbon. We're chugging. Wes is drunk off his ass. He could barely get through the intro. But guess what, folks? We're going to get through this because we're ready to mark out with you once again. That's what's important. Wes, how you holding up over there, man? I'm doing good, man. Good. And what better way to combat this situation we have than talking about the worst things from our eras? Exactly. <laughs> we got the perfect lineup for you guys today. We have a loaded show like Wes said, this trilogy, we're smack dab in the middle of it this week. We're going to be going back to Wes's Ruthless Aggression era where we look at, yes, you heard it right, the worst moments, the worst segments, slash worst matches, whatever. It's our negative trilogy, the worst of the Ruthless Aggression era. I can't wait to get to that. But we also are going to be breaking down the Money in the Bank card and looking forward to Sunday. And also before all that, we have a great gimmick segment to bring to you guys. So I think my job on the intro is over. I'll let you grade me, and I'll let you take it from here. I think I'm good until you want to talk about B Sasha minus. Banks. Ouch. B minus. No, that's good. What? Listen, man, I have higher expectations for myself. This is sorry for marking. This ain't some mangy, nasty, raunchy, you know, cheap heat or, or mass man show. This is high-class wrestling talk. You've slept one too many bourbons. That's what's happened. That was an <laughs> at least an A minus. Of an intro. Okay. Maybe that was a harsh grade. Did I leave something out? No, I'm just... <laughs> you just... In your head, man. You didn't say... Well, you just lowered it on purpose. Folks, that's fine. I, I thought my intro was good. You let us know. But go ahead, Mr. You Can Do a Better Intro. What do you got for the people today? What's going on with you? Welcome in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no, like Chase said, a lot to get to on the show today. Um, I'm excited for this trilogy. It turns out... The worst moments sometimes lead to the best and most fun conversation, so I'm excited to get into that. But first, I'm really excited for this gimmick segment today, Chase. It's, it, we just have to. It's come to this. You guys know we have a Dear Vince segment on this show. It goes way back, way back in the archives on Sorry for Marking. Mm-hmm. Our day one is H listeners remember many a Dear Vince. We wrote him a lot of letters. Yeah, because we thought we were getting through to the guy. We thought we were making a difference. But we got some new reports this week. We heard some backstage news. It kind of leads us to believe we might not be getting through like we thought we were. There may not be many people getting through like we would hope they would be. Can you even say it? Is is Vince not reading our letters? Surely. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It seems unfathomable to me that he wouldn't read Sorry for Markings, Dear Vince. I mean... Millions and millions of listeners listening to us write it right here on air every every other week or so. So I don't understand why he's not reading them. So you know what, Chase? Maybe it's time. It is time. There's there's rumblings out there in the wrestling interwebs. It's ridiculous. We know it's not going to happen, and it might be over. You know, an overreaction. It may not even be necessary, but it's fun to talk about. It's time for Triple H to take over this company. Right. Vince is too old. He's out of touch. He's lost it. It's time for Triple H. So damn it. Dear Triple H, Uh that's our gimmick segment this week. It's time to write Mr. Paul Levesque. 
Who? Huh? Sorry. Sorry. What? Wes still thinks it's real, guys. We're going to have to write... You're right. We're going to have to write Triple H this week, and we're going to have to Hunter tell... Chase. His name is Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> guys, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Hunter, sorry. Dear Hunter is what we're going to have to do. We're writing Triple H a letter this week. We got to tell him what's going on, and he knows... But we just have to send him our encouragement, our words of encouragement, and maybe some strong suggestions on how he can change the show. We've already talked about what they can do in the modern era in general, but specifically what we want Triple H to do here. A storyline, you could say. Yes. A big-ass storyline. He needs to take action is what he needs to do. We all know, Triple H, that you are the head of basically another wrestling company. NXT. Billion dollar business looking you right in the face. Some of the best talent in the world. Could we suggest this to Triple H? A hostile takeover? It's time for a Triple H takeover. Oh no. It's time. Now this was on the surface your idea. So I'll let you put this part of the letter in here. Well what do we say Chase? We say the best storylines are the ones that reflect reality. Yes, we do say that. People are saying it out there. People are saying it's time for this to happen. People are saying there's some tensions backstage because other people in the business know this needs to happen. I don't know where the line is, how true that is, how extreme things are. But I know it's a good time to play with that if that's what all of us fans think. And there's too much evidence out there for there not to be some truth in most of these rumors. That's fair. I just think there is. Mm -hmm. So run with that. And it's time... Triple H is some top NXT guys. Anybody on the main roster who's been on NXT, they're eligible to want to fight for NXT in a new era. Mm -hmm. And these guys, not only is it happening in the ring, it's happening, you know, business-wise. You have Hunter, you know, authority figure Triple H, you know, walking into boardrooms and taking over as far as that goes. You know, he's running the meetings. Like, you have all that shit happening. Top to bottom, Triple H takeover. He's got his boys, his NXT boys on the ground doing the work in the ring. He's handling the business side of things. It's a new era. And you make everything a rivalry. Everything from in the rain to you said in the boardroom, on Twitter, backstage, everything. NXT's got its own announcers that want to come in and take over. Here's my question for you. I love all this, and we'll keep it in the letter. But... What you're talking about here is in response to what we consider and what seems to be one of the more divisive times in the modern era. But your solution or your suggestion for Triple H here is doing what they did when Vince bought out WCW, the invasion angle, which was created one of the more divisive (laughs) kind of six-month periods in WWE history so you're saying saying your solution to all the divisiveness what will unify everybody and tie this all together perfectly is an invasion angle but why is it divisive Chase why are we why is it divisive now or why is that idea divisive well why was the first invasion why was it a disappointment it's because fans had such high expectations of what this thing could be Mm -hmm. and for many reasons it wasn't that one of which being they didn't get a lot of the top stars that won't be an issue. And just the new era and Triple H having a hand in these things and what I've seen from NXT, it leads me to believe a new era invasion angle can live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. And it can 
it can scratch that itch that a lot of us fans never got. You're Attitude right. era, ruthless aggression era fans. And you can control it because they're WWE employees. It's not you like you have them. All. Yeah, you don't yeah. have that outside mm-hmm. obstacle there. You have them all. So you're right. It would work better. Man, that'd be so exciting. Here's my question for you. Let's break in down a little bit here. Who's the top general? Who's Triple H putting in in the leader of Team NXT? And ultimately, does this end with Triple H winning and Team NXT coming out on top and Triple H takes over and the new WWE begins? Is that what you want to see here? Yes. Yes. Let Vince go run the XFL. You want Triple H to come in like Daenerys. And just burn <laughs> WWE to the ground and rebuilding his image. And I hate to say that I don't. I'm not kicking Vince out. You know, I I think Vince is great. I'm super thankful for what he's built here. Yeah. But I do think it's time. And he doesn't have to go completely, but <laughs> just let Triple H in the room. <laughs> right. Let him help you out. And this whole time, I've been thinking maybe Triple H may have more power than I thought creatively. But it sounds like it's not there, and that. Vince has taken everything that gets tossed in his lap, some good, some bad, some great, some some mediocre, and he's just flipping it all on its head no matter what it is. And that creates a chaotic, and you, you're now seeing it play out on TV. You're seeing things that don't quite connect and don't make sense now. It's just not good storytelling. It's not good storytelling. So that's why we're suggesting Triple H, take your team. Captain. We never answered the captain. Who's your captain? I think it has to be Seth Rollins. And I, I agree. largely because, well, he was the first NXT champion, first of all. He's one of the original classes that built NXT. And you look at the history him and Triple H have. Who more Perfect. is he going to trust in that spot in mm-hmm. Seth Rollins after what they've been through between Perfect. each other? It's Seth Rollins. Well, he was the original plan B, and then they had the feud. And now they have the mutual respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Now I'll ask you. Who's the captain on the other side? Oh. Who's Vince's guy? You know who it is. It's got to be. Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's got to be Vince's captain. And he's got to defend WWE, and people will hate him for it because we all want Triple H and NXT to win. But he'll defend WWE, and it'll work out well because it'll give people a reason. I think the boos are already going to be coming for Roman anyway in the future. And in our fantasy booking scenario, it would give the fans a reason to boo him that's not just because he's on their TV screens, but because he's defending Vince and he's fighting for WWE, which in his mind is still defending his honor. That's an, inter- that's an interesting twist from the original Invasion, too. The first Invasion, if you were a WWE guy, you were a face, you were a good guy no matter what, because you're fighting for the company. Now if you're fighting for the company, mm-hmm. now you're a heel. The invaders are the good guys. <laughs> yeah. My how times change, and I think that reflects our society quite a bit and how we like our entertainment now. Also, the Roman Triple H background is interesting here. Obviously, the Vince Triple H writes itself, but then you also have Roman and Seth, Shield Brothers, fighting on opposite sides now. That just screams, let's end this at WrestleMania. Seth wins. He's the WWE champion. And Team and team Triple H and NXT gets WWE. Vince, Roman Reigns wins. And Vince, and Roman, Roman is the champion. Vince gets to keep WWE. And all the NXT people that were on Triple H's side are gone. Could be interesting. Love it. 
Could be interesting. You know, it wouldn't be a good time when this would be a good time to start all this. Right after they go to Fox, right around Survivor Series, and then you don't end that feud there. Like, that's the kind of the kickoff of that invasion. October, November. You ended at WrestleMania with Rollins versus Roman. You started Woo. with teams and you end it with Rollins, the two captains. One on one. I like that. Mm-hmm. And there'd, there'd be women. There'd be women in the mix. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just as big. Yeah. So maybe down the line, we'll give another letter to Triple H. If this comes any closer to happening, we'll tell him what he needs to do as far as the captains of the women's squads and stuff. Well, we got a good start here. Let's not overload Triple H's plate because we're desperate. We need him to do something. So maybe he'll just take this and this will flick the light bulb in his head. Think we just send this to the same address? No, there's no way they're working anywhere close to each other. Have you seen <laughs> NXT and WWE? <laughs> no, I think we need I'll to just send, send this it to, to Florida. Saudi Arabia, maybe. <laughs> no, that's where Vince is. Yeah, I'll just send this down to Orlando. Straight to the PC. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed a little fantasy booking there in the gimmick segment. That's the answer. Ratings guaranteed through the roof. Sorry for marking guarantee. If you <laughs> you laugh now, wait till it happens. Chase, before we move on to our main event, heading back to the ruthless aggression era, tell the people where to find us so they can put their two cents in on this whole. Well, not just your two cents. What I want to know is who is coming up when this time comes. Is he bringing Velveteen with him? Bringing Adam Cole? Yeah. Give me all your fantasy booking. Who from NXT and the women's divisions coming up? Get us kind of thinking on the women's side of things. At Sorry for Marking on Instagram. At Sorry for Marking on Facebook. Hit hit Wes up on the Instagram. Hit me up on the Facebook. Also go to SorryForMarking.com. At all those places, you can subscribe to the podcast straight from there. There's a link. Also, if you don't want to do all that, simply Google Sorry for Marking. We're right up there at the top because we have so many good listeners. And all of our day one is H listeners who can attest We've built a great wrestling community here, and we appreciate all the new listeners who are coming in uh, who are looking for any kind of positive wrestling talk. You're coming in at the wrong time here, sorry for marking, <laughs> but usually we're super positive. <laughs> but when we're negative, we have fun doing it. Right. So keep so keep us up on your timeline at Sorry for Marking on Instagram and Facebook. That's where you'll know when new episodes are coming, and we'll be a bit more positive starting in a couple weeks. <laughs> all right. Now, without further ado... Time for my era, Chase. The best week of the whole trilogy. You ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Ruthless Aggression Era, my friend. I am, I am covered in hand sanitizer. <laughs> I just know this is going to be one of the more disgusting trips we've ever taken back to the Look Ruthless. Look who's Ag- talking. Well... Guys, I hope you listened to the episode last week. We tra- Chase kicked off the conversation, as always. We traveled back to the Attitude Era. And what were some of the worst moments from that era? Oh, nothing disgusting. Just the birth of a hand. Well, Just something I don't know why you're living in the past, Choppy, honestly. choppy, pee-pee. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There were some pretty terrible things. But you got room to talk. You're over there in one of those white quarantine suits. So he's he's nervous too to be in this era. I have a feeling. Yes, there was a birth of a hand. Yes, there was a choppy choppy PP. But can you really make the case either of those things are illegal? I don't think so. We're gonna have some clear 
legal ramifications here. And I feel like we should maybe even preface this with sorry for marking is in no way liable for anything that happened during the ruthless regression era and any lives that were harmed, um, any kind of rapes or anything that was insinuated. Sorry for marking had nothing to do with. Now that is completely reasonable and smart. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. I'm too broke to get sued. And you both. We ain't got no sponsors, folks. Probably ain't gonna get any after this episode either. <laughs> there's a region. There's a reason they went PG. <laughs> but back in my era, the ruthless aggression era, they had not gone PG just yet. Mm-mm. When did that begin? 2008. Seven, eight-ish. Yeah. Okay. So we weren't there. And these. This is the last time you will be seeing things like this in WWE. These things aren't coming back for good and for bad. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So you think Ruthless Aggression Era, you think some of the the black marks, things things people used to look back on and kind of laugh at the era. You think HLA, some hot lesbian action. But Chase, there's no way some attractive females kissing in the ring was going to be the worst moment of my era. No, no, I would have smacked you if you would have. Yeah, that's not that bad. Put that on the list. That's not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're going to hear no complaints. We won't go further, but you definitely won't hear no complaints. <laughs> You have the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. But even that. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, guys kissing Vince McMahon's bare ass on national TV in the middle of the ring. It gets worse than that. You know, it's that's an, not the worst moment. It's an acquired taste. Not the, <laughs> not the thing I'd show a person I'm trying to introduce to wrestling, but still fun. Yeah. And that's kind of, I'm glad you said that. That's kind of a theme. When I think back to my Ruthless Aggression era, I'm a kid watching wrestling. And when I think back to the worst moments of my era... It's what moments can I not even enjoy because I'm looking back over my shoulder at the same time, hoping my parents aren't walking in. Same. Because I know if my dad walks in right now, wrestling's done. Screwed. Wrestling's not coming back. You won't, we probably wouldn't even be here on this Mm-mm. podcast. I wouldn't, you wouldn't be able yep, to keep up. Not watching wrestling until I'm out of the house. Same. Same thing. I was just telling Wes before we hit record, I could not watch the lingerie matches on Raw because my mom would walk in and just be absolutely disgusted. So, same thing. You are always nervous and looking over your shoulder. So, that sometimes made the 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 things, the bad things worse. And the good things that you knew you shouldn't have been watching, it made them bad too. Because <laughs> you were just so stressed. <laughs> like, come on, get through it, get through it, get through it. Put your clothes back on, put your clothes back on. <laughs> Mom is coming. So, framing it that way, that makes me think, in this... I, this was towards the end of my era, and we talked about it recently. So a lot of people are going to think of the Edge and Lita sex in the ring. That's the prototypical. You do not want your parents walking in. You're watch. You're a kid watching wrestling. You see that shit on TV. Mm-hmm. But we kind of touched on that recently. We talked about the Edge, Lita, and Matt that love triangle. Hope you guys listened to that trilogy a while back. Really good. But I want to talk about just another fucked up storyline Lita was a part of. What's going on with Lita, man? She found herself in some situations. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is going to be a good discussion because we talked last week that maybe right now the TV product is kind of stale. The ratings are dropping. Interest is a little lower than it's been. You had said, maybe you just have to do this. Like you have to throw crazy shit at the wall. Some of it sticks, some of it don't. Right. I think this storyline is going to be a good example of this because this crazy ass story I'm about to tell you I have vivid memories of all this stuff. <laughs> and it's 
like before I go back and do podcast research. Like this is stuff I just remember. Right. And a lot of stuff doesn't make that impression from this era. So there's no, some, it's hard. It made an impression, and there were some points where they crossed the line, and it got kind of awkward. So I think this is a good example of the good and the bad, where mm-hmm. you just throw a lot of crazy shit at the wall and see what happens. It's memorable. So Lita and Matt were still together at this point. This is 2004. Kane and Matt begin a feud. Kane's attacking Matt, trying to seduce Lita. That's what starts this whole mess. One, it's just starting crazy. Yeah, right. You're just off the ground crazy. I mean, Kane kind, seducing but Lita. Kind of, but is, is I mean, any the wrestling mo- well, fan... And, the, and, but listen, remember, our audience is Attitude Era oh, right. and Ruthless Aggression Era. So we're thinking, wait a minute. Undertaker's evil brother from the depths of hell is trying to seduce Lita? But okay, or, I understand we're on, we're not dumb, but I'm just saying. Or they're new modern era fans and they're just scarred. <laughs> Mayor Mayor Glenn, <laughs> the former WWE superstar by the name of Kane, Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. <laughs> I voted for him. I digress, though. We know what era we're in. I get it. We're in a very sexual era. Yeah. Yeah. Ruthless yeah. aggression era was real sexual. So during the course of this storyline, Kane, you know, kind of haunting these this couple. One night at a pay-per-view, he has Lita, he kidnaps her and has her tied up backstage. That That's not good. <laughs> that's not a no. great look. <laughs> no. Standard kidnapping, though. I'm not going to give you a... I want you to... <laughs> it's your standard storyline kidnapping, Wes. You're not saying anything crazy yet. <laughs> women get kidnapped all the time in WWE. <laughs> that's an attitude era fan for you. And... <laughs> So then the next night on Raw, Lita reveals she was pregnant. Okay, now you have okay. me. Now I'm intrigued. It looks like Matt Hardy's going to propose to Lita. You know, have a baby on the way. Let's do the responsible thing. You know, we love each other. There's a significant tax break. You know, it just makes a lot, <laughs> it just makes a lot of sense. Only for Kane to come out and to claim it's his baby, Chase. Dun, dun, dun. Wait. Only to find out that not only is he claiming it is his baby, it actually is his baby from when he kidnapped Lita. So I'm going to let you put the pieces together, Chase. Wait, Wes, if I'm doing two plus two, that would mean... Well, that's something we don't even... Wes, we can't even... We can't even laugh about the subject that I'm dancing around. I can't even joke about it. Congratulations, you took wrestling beyond jokes. You made this not fun. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, that that there was an implied very very terrible thing that that happened there. And Lita's pregnant. Okay, it's Kane's baby. So at this point, Vince wants Lil Cherwin West to get over the rape. And what's the next step in the story of Lita's well logically demon child? Logically, in this situation, it leads to a match, a until death do us part match <laughs> at SummerSlam. A big show where Matt Hardy and Kane have a match and the winner gets to marry Lita. Oh, goodness. Now, you may be wondering, what does Lita think about this does situation? She, does she have a say in It this? doesn't matter. <laughs> She's just marrying the winner of this match. In case you were wondering, not a great match. Got like one star. <laughs> Keep in mind, folks, women main evented WrestleMania this year. Come a long way here. One star match for the affection. Lita had main evented Raw before this. 
Oh, gosh. That's so crazy. What a career she had. I know. So, okay, one-star match. <laughs> that seems pretty predictable. Who who won the match? <sighs> oh, it gets worse. Okay. I forget there's another. I forget there's like two more turns coming. We're not done, guys. This could be it. This could be the payoff right here, and you guys would end this podcast and be like, damn, Wes had a pretty crazy story from his era this week. <laughs> Did you remember all this? No, there's more. Kane wins the fucking match, Chase. Of course he fucking does. The kidnapping rapist wins the match, marries a very sad and reluctant Lita on Raw. <laughs> kind of awkward. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And There's a lot of Sansa vibes going on. So now you have Kane and Lita t- together. They're on screen together. Lita's pregnant with this child. And as far as how this is playing out on screen, she's kind of a reverse manager. So she's costing Kane matches, doing everything she can to kind of... <laughs> Which sounds fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. That's what so I'm saying. Were you enjoying... So I know this is our negative trilogy, This and all what you said is just terrible. It's bad. But Chase, it's all entertaining. Were, so were you enjoying... Was these segments standing out on Raw, like Lita costing him matches, and Matt kind of... Yeah. Was Matt like kind For of one, you still, have to remember, I'm a Hardy Boys mark, so right. Matt and Lita, like I'm... That's part of into your that, and I'm into Kane. I think Kane and heel Kane. This is in that period. The unmasked heel Kane, one of the best heel characters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's because of stuff like this, right? So as over the line as it goes sometimes, and as bad as the stuff they insinuate, it was entertaining as hell. Okay, that's good. Now I'm glad we got a little a little silver lining in the middle before we get to the next turn. But okay, let's see. Let's oh, find out what happens turn. next in where this fucking we? saga. Where are we, Chase? Uh, well, they're uh, lead us. Oh, we're to the miscarriage. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow! Spoiler <laughs> alert. People are like, "Wait, Lita didn't have the baby." <laughs> so a guy by the name of Gene Snitsky. Oh, Snitsky. Debuts. A dark ages name that I never thought would get brought up on this show. Snitsky. A notice qualification match. He hits Kane with the chair who falls on top of Lita and causes a miscarriage. First of all, worst debut ever. <laughs> kind of, but you said it that became his gimmick, right? For a long time. The, that line, I didn't know that that line, and folks, it wasn't probably, my fault. It might take a notch off my wrestling belt, but I didn't know that it wasn't my fault line well, came from this in, story. It didn't start in your era. Right, right, but as a wrestling, so I, you're telling me I consider myself a wrestling historian. In the dark ages, he was still saying it wasn't my fault. Yes, yes, I remember coming in early and wondering, what's this crazy ass dude with these with the teeth? He had these nasty teeth, didn't he? Remember mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, and I wasn't really entertained by him. But it's funny now to tie that all together. That miss that actually was his fault. <laughs> he was lying this whole time. And then a final twist in this story, after everything they've been through, after everything Lita's been through, she joins with Kane. She flips and sides with Kane and starts to get, trying to get revenge on Snitsky, who caused the miscarriage of their baby. Because at the Ooh. end, true love prevails. And that's what you learn in the Ruthless Aggression era. Whew. So, let's, let's, I, I thought of this just now. And I want to tie it into the larger discussion and the point that you made. You have said when we were discussing things the modern era can do. In the modern era, for example, this storyline, I know it would never play out in the modern era, first of all. But this this storyline would have played out 
so quickly and without all those twists and turns, you just would have known because you probably could have predicted back in that ruthless era that maybe at some point Lita could turn to Kane, at least and be with, at least at some point in the story that starts crossing your mind. So that predictability happens naturally. But if you can entertain us on the way to it and make us want certain things and root for certain things and root against certain things, that's that's when you create a weekly television show that's entertaining and what you're describing is bad stuff but even so the fact that you can say so many twists and turns and segments and and matches and that means that they were creating this story on in a coherent a way it was bad it sucked overall but it but it at least it was played out, you know? Right. And even if it was predictable in the end and she eventually joined forces with Kane, that's a classic wrestling trope played out in an entertaining way. And that's why weekly wrestling television became so popular in the first place. So that's what your ruthless regression era was still getting right, even in the bad stuff. And that's what you said the modern era needs to do more of. Like, you don't need Kane and Matt Hardy. Notice, folks, Wes didn't mention any titles in this you know and i know we're talking about bad things but the fact that you didn't need them to have one title they just need to feud in their own little mm-hmm. world with stakes which were lita and which were bad but it still were there it still was there and it worked <laughs> it was for a person but other than that <laughs> set aside set aside the implied sexual assault so that's good stuff in a very bad story <laughs> I just didn't expect you. That's a good big point for you to be able to tell such a bad story, but have so many twists and turns where that does. I'm, I can see where that's vivid for you. Yeah. Cause there's so many I like moments. how you frame that at the end. That's, a, that's what it was. They, t- the story had a beginning and an end. The characters progressed and changed throughout it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, still terrible, man. I mean, you want to talk about my birth of a hand. That's fine. Throw shade all you want. You want to talk about the choppy choppy PP? Yeah. There was an impl- I mean, Triple H roofied Stephanie. I didn't even go to that. You know why? Because your theory. It was just well done. But this stuff, this crossed the line, man. I didn't even get to the segment where Snitsky punted the baby into the crowd. <laughs> I thought she had a miscarriage. Or was this another baby? Yeah, it was. He was like taunting them because of the miscarriage. <laughs> So he kicked a fake baby into the crowd. Mm. Good lord! Yeah, what a nice man. Maybe they should have stopped this storyline. Maybe there's, maybe one too many twists and turns <laughs> in the Lita Snitsky Matt Hardy Kane story. All right, man. You know I couldn't get through a worst moments trilogy if I want to win this thing, whatever the hell that even means. This is your this Winning is your this big trilogy. last second shot you're about to hit me with. I'm not going to go through this trilogy without talking about the moment where a wrestler imitated the act of necrophilia. (laughs) And for those of you who have understandably just stayed away from that term, it is uh, sexual relations with a dead person. Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) Talk, we got an E on our podcast Talk label. about a moment when you don't want your dad to walk into the room. Oh, God. Like the moment you said when you were a kid watching and you saw the hand being birthed. And you were kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of want to change this now. Right. It was like, uncomfortable. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> I, 
happy to say I'm a normal human being. <laughs> and I had those feelings watching Triple H. You guys know the feud. Katie Vick. Kane caused her death in a car wreck. You guys. <laughs> you, you guys know. They know. It's just we just got done talking about Kane raping <laughs> Lee. But he's the good guy in this one. He's the victim. He's the victim here, Chase. Oh, God. Kane is the victim. Okay. Sorry. He's the victim now. So the scene is Triple H comes in in a Kane mask, hops in a coffin, has sex with a mannequin, and at the end, don't forget the ki- the killer closing line. Oh, look, Katie. I actually beat your brains out. Picks up a handful of brains and throws them out of the coffin. Really? Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. Did that was that on television? Yeah. Cause I won't forget it. Or maybe he said screwed. It was either beeped out or it he said screwed. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. That doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> what word he used. Oh Katie. I literally screwed your brains. And out. then he picks up some brains. And throws them out of the coffin. That's how that segment ended. Whew. That is as bad as it gets. And you're right. You know it's bad when as a child, as in at the age when we're supposed to like the worst, grossest shit, when even we're like, I don't feel like I should be watching this. I feel bad for watching this. That's when you know it's crossed a line. That's so terrible. I can't believe. And that, that was a Bruce. And that was that segment has been covered on so many podcasts but that was a Vince creation through and through actually a perfect way everything you know repeats itself and everything kind of ties into each other and flows we talk right now the word is Vince has the last call you can't get through to him blah 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 this was that situation playing out everybody around him said this is bad what are we doing here and Vince Vince wanted to go through with it so they went through with it it's just there's got to be better checks and balances. Shout out to Adrian, a day one is H listener, for kind of bringing up a checks and balances kind of point in our one of our listener group texts. It's just they're neat that 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 just can't. I know we joke about it, and I know this was terrible, and it's easy to laugh about now. But like when these type of things and bad television and bad storylines start to pile up, it's not fun anymore because you want it to be better and you know that there's an easy way the way that most good television shows are written is not just one person at the top just hammering at least as far as i know and you know you guys can chime in if if i'm in the wrong but it it feels like vince shouldn't have that much control but i can also talk out both sides of my mouth and say that he created this billion dollar company off of total control so we're walking a fine line but you're right this is an example that ties into the modern era, which will be our third episode of our trilogy. So be sure you guys are subscribed here to Sorry for Marking. Next week, staying here in the modern era, talking about some of the worst moments. And the modern era has been on a hot streak. It's won a lot of these trilogies lately. It's been the best for a lot of these things recently. But I don't know if it's going to top these moments we've talked about, Chase. Well, we can 100% guarantee there will be no necrophilia, no sexual assault, um, no punting babies, no miscarriages, no birds of hands, no choppy choppy peepees. Did we cover everything? Yeah. 
I think so. I think the modern era will include none of that, and we will not mention Snitsky one time next week. I promise, folks. <laughs> you got through that. It's going to be tough to beat. You just laid out some pretty terrible things in a very funny way. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel, I'm hey, going to feel so guilty You set the bar tonight. high every week, and my job is just to try to jump over the best I can. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have underestimated. I thought there's no way he can top a hand being brought into this world. Fair enough. <laughs> Katie Vick's brain splattered all over our television screens on a Monday night. <laughs> Uh, we really do love this wrestling stuff. <laughs> we really do. We can get through that. We can get through a little rating slump. Fuck a rating All slump. All right, man. Here we go. So we'll be back Modern Era next week. It's going to be interesting as they have toned down the product and the ratings have steadily declined. I think that'll be an interesting conversation to have. But in the meantime, big money in the bank show coming up this Sunday. Yeah. Just a day or two away from it now by the time you guys are listening to this. Yeah. We're going to go through the card. Well, first, we're going to give out awards for Raw and SmackDown. Don't let me forget the awards, Chase. I will not. Then we are going through the card, making our predictions, talking about what we've liked, disliked from the story, maybe some temperature checks, just setting the table for what should be a good Money in the Bank 2019. Yeah, it's funny. Even in the middle of our negative trilogy and the little negative era that we're in the last couple months, like we can't be negative about money in the bank really because it feels like a really good, it is a really good card. And that's what's the pay-per-views. The talent's just so there. So when you look at these cards on paper, they always look exciting. And that's literally what we're doing here is going over it on paper. But first chase, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's Sorry for markings. Mark out performer of the week so this mark out performer award this week this one wasn't just earned this week this one wasn't earned last week this one goes back to apparently what has been months of work and preparation and that is to Bray Wyatt Team Wes Team Wes back getting some awards a symbol man it's good to have Bray back and in the craziest way possible I kind of want to let you lead this one and drive it because I want to know just your, we do these quick temperature checks on, sorry for marking a lot, but I kind of want to dive into this temperature check. Give me where you're at, like a cold milk jug or like a, you know, give me where you're at. And then I want to know what you're liking and your questions. I'd need to pick Wes's brain on this because we've been down this road before. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get your hopes up again. So I need to know. Too fucking bad, Chase. Is this the most excited you've been about Bray? Since, um, there's been maybe two or three moments I can remember being equally excited about Bray. One is early when I discover what he is and he's coming in and Mm -hmm. I'm super into the Wyatt family and everything about him. Mm -hmm. Early when the Wyatt family debuts. They were so cool. You know, feuding with the shield, all that stuff. And then you have when he won the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber, and he comes out the next night, cuts an awesome promo, talks about this is the era of Wyatt. That's also a peak as a Bray Wyatt mark. Orton burns down that Sister Abigail stuff. I thought that was cool. But he ends up losing that storyline. Right. And I think that's... Hadn't been the same since. Which has always been Bray's problem. He doesn't win anything big if you look back at his history, which is I'll circle back to at the end. Okay. Because right now, 
yeah, man, super hot, super excited for all this. But you have to. This you hear a lot of people. I'll get into what I like about it here in a second. But a lot of stuff I see online, a lot of people are liking it. It mm-hmm. seems to be a hit overall. It is. But then you, like you said, everybody says we've been down this road before. WWE, please don't ruin this. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean exactly? Because I think to me that means no 50-50 booking and he has to win some fucking feuds. It's pretty simple, really. If you look back at the old Bray Wyatt character, he talked a good big game. He had some good promos. But you look at all of his big feuds. Look at just his WrestleMania matches. John Cena, Undertaker, the feud with The Shield. It wasn't at WrestleMania, but that was a big feud. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Roman, Orton. Roman Reigns. All that. He loses all those big feuds. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. He does. And booking him that way again will kill whatever this character is eventually. So that's what, when people say WWE don't ruin this, that's because we all see it has a lot of potential. It's well thought out by Bray, mm-hmm. which circle back to, that's why he's getting our award. Mm-hmm. I don't want to forget about that. Right. But you can't ruin it with him just becoming another guy or a mid-card guy. Like right. He has to be a force on this roster. Right. And we'll get to what happened this week, which really gets his... um gives him his award. But I see what you're saying. But I also think what we talk about with one of the biggest problems with the modern era is just there's so many hours of it. And we are going to get tired of, like it wasn't, the mystique was gone after a few months with the Obrey Wyatt, with the cult-like promos and the we're here. Like, okay, but what are you, you have to emotionally hook me now. So I'm hoping that this is an emotional hook more than even a visual one. But what we got last week, or this past week, was pretty damn cool visually too. But I think there's got to be something that fans can grasp onto for long periods of time when the kind of effect of it all wears off. You know? Well, I think hopefully that's where the... I think we could get two Bray Wyatt characters out of this, which would kind of help that because just the evil the whatever the hell that clown mask personality is, you have that, but then you have this other like evil cult figure, Mr. Rogers type guy Mm -hmm. that's just as entertaining as the other. Right. I think that's kind of the idea here. Mm -hmm. Kind of what we all wanted with Demon Finn. Shout out to all of our Finn Balor fans. Right. It's what everybody hopes the demon could be. Right. But I think it's going to go far beyond that. And that's not to discredit Finn or anything. I just think for one... It hasn't been booked to be something special, but two, Bray Wyatt's just somebody special when it comes to this creative stuff. Yeah. And that goes back to why he's winning our markout performer, because all reports are, this is Bray Wyatt's got baby. Right. Like, this is his mind. This is all him. He pitched it to Vince. He partnered up with the, I think it was a tattoo artist and then the guy who makes uh, horror movie masks right, a, to like get the mask created. Dude. Yeah. He, like, this is his brainchild. And yeah. I think that speaks a lot to just his ability creatively. I agree. I think when you look back, that short little tag team Stan he had with Matt, not even kayfabe, just maybe traveling with him or maybe working with him, and Matt's got that great mind. And Bray's already known to, to have that mind. He's a second or third generation wrestler. You put them together, and I think that was some inspiration for Bray, and I, I think he knew he had hit a wall. And it's yes, it's some, it's a lot of creative, and you're right, he has lost a lot of feuds. But at the end of the day, he wasn't staying interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And this is very interesting. He's created it all in his head. And we all know when it comes straight organically from the performer's own mind, it's who the performer wants to be and he can live that. Then that's when it, it has the potential to be special. And I'm loving this. It got dark real fast, though, this week. It, it did. And I think your opinion, at least to me, it means more than mine even in this situation because I'm a brain mark and I'm I'm more apt to like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So for this to be so out there and, you know, it's taking a risk, it's taking a chance. And for you to be fully on board, I think that says more than me being on board. Yeah. It's just so different. You know, it's just something that... And you can tell it's thought out and it makes sense. The storytelling's there. Mm-hmm. All the things we criticize the rest of Raw for, that's all here in whatever this world is Bray's building for mm-hmm. us. It has all that. And you can kind of wonder if this is one of the ones that Vince has just washed his hands of. And I don't like that narrative because I don't like give, giving Vince that much crap and acting like he's just some clown walking around. But there is a distinct difference now, and it, it's hard to ignore it. And the, this is stands out as something that's been really good. So props to Bray overall. The end of this this week, Yowie Wowie, in the scary voice, Man. dude. That took every goosebumps. Took that was my mark. That was my personal mark out moment of the week. It was and it just went off. Yeah, yeah, that was that next level. Yeah, because that's you know Yowie Wowie goes from such goofy cornball saying to the scariest thing I've ever heard. It's got Freddy Krueger vibes. <laughs> it's very children of the corn. Like, it's just so Stephen King. Like, you know, it, it gives you those kind of vibes. And it ties in to Bray Wyatt and the character we've known. You know, he leads into it. You know, I still have that evil, that dark side of me. I just know how to control it now. So you want, which is my secret. That's how I control it. Do you want to see my secret? You know, it all ties together. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see more and more layers that it ties back even deeper. Okay. So before we move on, my next question, simple as this, Wes. I don't know why you won't be able to answer this. What's the next layer? What's the next, like, what is coming next? Are, are we going further? I don't, do you think he's going to wrestle in the mask? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh-uh. I think he's just going to come out in it. Okay. I think it'll have a new entrance, maybe. Definitely. It'll have a new entrance theme and everything. Do you think it'll be a... Here's kind of what I envision. I don't know if it's the next step. And I don't even know if it's every match. But when he wrestles, he's the... the Whatever the hell... you know, the hurt. He's got the hurt and the heel gloves. It's the hurt side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that scary-ass clown. That's who's out there in the ring. Backstage, he's happy Mr. Rogers. Let's be friends. Let's fix our wrongdoings. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right. I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when that doesn't work, that's when he brings out the other side of them. During feuds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which goes back to, we want the demon to mean something. It can be his version of the demon, and it mm-hmm. can mean something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, you know, when this when it would signal that it was going to turn dark, you know, yeah, wow. Like, you know, <laughs> and, like, it gets all, yep, that could be cool. I We're doing fantasy booking but you're not far off with, with you know, what this could be. I, mean, I don't know where they're going in the immediate future. I know that's impossible. Bray, do you Bray's think, mind is obviously warped. I'll just ask you this. Do you think he shows up Sunday? I want him to. I don't think he will. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I don't know if it's... After Seth beats AJ, I want the lights to go out and hear the yowie wowie, the dark one. Or maybe the kid one. The kid one might be just as creepy after what we saw on Monday. 
I don't know. Would it be? Would he be better served to not go right to the top level at first with this? Maybe go after some mid card guys. I'm. A, I but you don't him. want us to be to be. I don't want to say sick of it. Yeah, and to you don't want be to desen- desensitize to it by the time he gets to right. the top. And why would he go after the lower guys? Because that's almost what happened with. Yeah. Gray before. And then it means less immediately by being with the right. mid-card. But I see what you're saying. Build it up no. to something no, I like dominant. That. I think maybe don't go right after the title. Maybe just the whole, like you're just haunting everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you're just a horror figure that's, you know, mm-hmm. lurking behind everybody's Right. Door. That could be awesome. Yeah. And it goes back to our larger narrative that we talked about, which is go for it. Like we, we're so, we've been so conservative about like straight to the top with Lacey Evans. It's like... Just fucking go for it. If they're interesting and they're getting over and they're getting heat or people are talking about it, overall, you got to earn it. But for certain ones and for certain stories, let's do it. Let's make an impact. It's a perfect time to do it with this dark bray. I'm ready for it. So now let's move on to our next award. So we can give, we got one more award to give out before we get into the money in the bank card. It's time! It's time! Sorry for markings. Mark out moment of the week. How about Sammy getting... It's not in non-kayfabe what he definitely has earned. But in kayfabe, just the craziest twist right before Money in the Bank. Sammy Zayn defeating Braun Strowman. Yes, you heard that right. To earn his spot in the Money in the Bank match and take Braun's spot. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mark like out moment said. of the night. Sammy's won, I think, our last two markout performers. So he's on a hot streak. Uh-oh. He's earned this spot. Look maybe maybe Vince is in. listening. <laughs> yeah. Going to need more than that. But this is working. This is fun. And I would not even hate Sammy winning this Money in the Bank match. And I know we're going to – I know this is the award, but I'm all in on this right now with Sammy. Markout moment because you got a surprise at the end of Raw, maybe. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a change up from the normal, kind of my rant that I went on last week or the week before about how it's just gotten so predictable and they don't shock you anymore with the endings. So that was good. Well, Sammy having a part at least in a markout award for three straight weeks. Coming back strong. Good for him. Coming injury. back real strong from injury. Maybe something, another example, some that was a creative idea that this has been rolling around in Sammy's mind too, this type of heel and this type of stick. Much different from the braid, you know. Right. Equally as creative. Do you like the way it went down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It makes a lot of why would makes a lot of sense why these guys would want Braun mm-hmm. out of that match. And then immediately to take out Sammy. Like to yeah. feed Sammy back to Braun. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's your new competition for this Sunday. So you might as well get him fucked up too. That's just good shit from WWE. Good way to end it. All right, man. You ready to get into this card? Let's do it. I mean, it's not a big card because we got... Nine matches. Good Lord, it is a big card. Yep. (laughs) I'll stop you right there, Chase. (laughs) Killing me, Vince. Okay, so I'm going to start at the bottom. We're going to work our way up from kind of what we deem least important to most important. First off, Roman versus Elias. I don't care about this at all. I'm picking Roman. That doesn't need to be on the card. This right. is, that's exactly what we're talking right. about. 
And I think it goes back to they dropped the ball. Roman should have lost at WrestleMania, and he could be involved in an interesting story arc right now. And you're just such a Drew McIntyre stand. How how uninteresting is Roman right now? It has nothing to do with Drew. Yeah, you're right. How uninteresting is it? Because he's right back to the same dude, and, and now they, we don't care again. They started Raw and SmackDown the same way this week with Roman, Shane, and Miz. And Roman's just Roman. Can, how about yeah. if he would have lost? And all summer, it's him rebuilding and trying to be back, earn his spot as the big dog again, just in time to be the WWE champion on SmackDown in October. Yeah. On Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You taking Roman there? Yeah, Roman's winning. Okay. <laughs> but you're right. It's much different. Joe versus Mysterio, U.S. Championship match. Joe. I'll take Joe as well. I got not much there other than... The son's getting involved. Son getting involved. Could be fun. And we all saw how good Joe can get with Wendy. <laughs> so I can't wait. What's what's Ray's son's name again? Dominic. Dominic. Dominic! <laughs> Daddy's coming home! <laughs> Except Dominic looks like he could hang. He's a big dude, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe Ray just small? Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> and he turns on his dad, joins <gasps> Joe. Stop. Are you fantasy booking that? You just uh-huh. threw that grenade in the middle of this podcast. Shane versus Miz get the in bur- a cage. <laughs> get the bourbon cooler out of the way. <laughs> Wes just threw a bomb in here. All right, cage match. Yeah. Shane and Miz. I'm thinking, what what's your temperature check on this feud overall? Because I've been up and down with it, but I, I think I like it right now. I like the Miz a lot right now. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a whole lot of Shane right now. <laughs> That's true. A whole lot of Shane. Too much, you would say? Yeah, I think so. Maybe just pick one show for this to happen on. Mm-hmm. It's happening on both shows. I like the Miz on Miz TV, kind of going back down his I'm a famous Hollywood star like. He almost wanted to pitch Roman because he saw an yeah. opportunity. Hey, uh, Roman. <laughs> and then Roman had to remind him, like, dude, come on. we you, That's not the Miz that we like right now. And he's like, you it's know the what? the Miz that would punch in the face. Right. <laughs> I like all that. I know it's campy, but it's cool. And I, I think the Miz is a good face. So I'm on board with all that. So maybe I'm a little more sold on it because I'm really excited for the Miz. Yeah, and I the think highlights the Miz, of the week every week for me. I think me. the Miz wins. I think he does, too. I think he wins this feud. This is over after this. Please. Oh, I've thought that before. <laughs> okay, now we're getting into a couple Becky matches. Yeah, Becky two belts. Becky two belts. First up, defending the Raw Women's Championship. First up, let's talk about how good that contract signing was this week. So good. I like the double contract signing. Becky being able to walk fun. out and set each title in front of each challenger. Mm-hmm. Fun twist on the on another cliche trope that that gets done too much. The contract signing. This was fun. And Lacey and Charlotte both coming at her in different ways. and Lacey not looking out of place at all. She did not. 100% looking like a star out there. She did not out there. Do them. you think Lacey wins? I was leaning towards it towards the beginning of the feud, but now I'm thinking no. I think Becky beats Lacey. So there's two parts of me here. There's the kayfabe side, and then there's the... I kind of... No, overthink this and know too much and have a podcast side so I'm going to go I think Becky wins but it has more to do with where Becky needs to be and the titles going back on different shows then I think Lacey's got all the momentum and I think it feels like she should win this match Oh, but I think you look at eh, it's tough I go back and forth because 
Becky got such a big moment at Mania, and for her to lose the first night, she gets the chance to defend both belts. I think that would be kind of a bummer. After she tapped clean to Oscar way back at Rumble, anyway. Right. So I would, I would really, I would like Becky to retain both titles and just have a strong showing. Right. Because that would be cool to see after Mania. But Lacey Evans is on fire. So if I had to choose one to win these matches, it's going to be Lacey. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Charlotte's going to win. I agree with that. I agree with that take. If I had to choose one to win, it'd be Lacey. But I think Charlotte will win. Take that belt to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Right. And Becky will be the champ on Raw. But I do think Lacey, that feud won't end with Becky and Lacey right there. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's ending anytime soon. That'll be a high point in the show. I wonder how they do that. You think one of those matches starts the night? Yeah, I would imagine maybe the Raw one starts and she gets Charlotte later. No, start her with Charlotte. She loses And she start. loses and Charlotte just beats the shit out of her. And she comes out and it's like, damn. like, And Lacey, it'd be cool to have Becky have to overcome some sort of... That'd be the better story, I guess, than Charlotte just picking on the... Weekend. We've just seen Charlotte pick on... Becky a lot. Yeah. I don't know. They both should be good. That'll be a high point in the show. WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston defending against Kevin Owens. Been a fun feud, this one, because I'm just so excited to have Hill Kevin Owens in it. And Kofi's been so great at continuing that momentum. And Kofi stepped up. Uh-huh. He really has. And the, the KO show... This past week on SmackDown and Kofi coming out before Kevin. Like all that was really good. I think Kofi retains. Yeah, I have Kofi retaining as well. Whew. How long do you think Kofi I don't know, though. I don't know. It's close. It's oh, closer really? than I think most people think. Because, you know, they keep talking about Kevin had this whole thing about when he came in his first night. And, you know, it took Kofi 11 years. Kevin's first night he took the u.s title first big feud you know he beat john cena it could just all lead to just us because back when he lost or when he beat john cena everybody thought he was just getting fed to john cena and then he just beat him he just that was won awesome and it was an awesome <laughs> match he might just go out and just win you know and just but i don't know because kofi still got a lot of momentum it'll be a match of the night candidate aside from the craziness of the ladder matches i think okay and that's on a card when we get Styles, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. the Universal Championship. What do you expect from these two? What do you think of the feud coming in? It's always, you know, it's the face-face dynamic, which always leads to an interesting story. Um, what's your temperature check, Mr. Style, or Mr. Rollins, Mark, going into this match? I think this is the start of a feud with them. I think we get a heel, a double kind of turn in this match where I think Styles becomes very much clearly the the heel in the feud, and then you go forward with Styles as the heel. Similar to what they did with Nakamura and Styles after WrestleMania in New Orleans. I think Rollins wins this match. This will be a good one. It won't be their best one that they're going to have, I think. Okay, I like that. I like your prediction there. Just all of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Styles being a heel on Raw. Um, I think you had made the case a week or two ago that you just don't know if there's room for both of them. They kind of fill the, fill the same slot right. as a face. 
and they both demand the main event spot. It's not like it's a it's a Samoa Joe situation where oh they're just so flexible you can put them anywhere. No, they need to be main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both of them at all times. Yeah. So that's how you make that work. Right. And we've seen Styles can be a good heel. Oh yeah. Do you like him better as a heel or a face? Heel. It's close for me. It's. Cl- I'm not saying it's not close, but I think I lean heel. Okay. Do you? More important question. You like Rollins better as a heel or a face? Because there's some people that want the opposite of this. They want Rollins to be the one to skew heel, but I I don't want that yet. He's put a lot of investment into this burn yeah. it down thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like Rollins as a face right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, now to the money in the bank matches. Yeah. Which one you want to do first? The ladies or the fellas? Let's do ladies first. Okay, such a gentleman. And we have in the women's money in the bank ladder match, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Ma- the defending oh, God. Miss why, why Money in the Bank. Folks, I'm sorry I started with this. Oh, God, this brings back, I got PTSD. Remember when we used to have Alexa Bliss days? Ever? Alexa Bliss Appreciation Day? Yeah. <laughs> they could be coming back if I know you remember it. I'm talking to our water cooler people. I'm so glad we decided to change to bourbon this weekend on the water cooler. <laughs> we have Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke. Good for her. <laughs> Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Solid lineup. This one's tough. It's really tough. I'm down between two. Do you want to know my two, or do I got to narrow it to one? Give me your two, and I'll straight up tell you if they're the two I'm thinking of. Mandy and Bailey. I'm thinking Alexa Bliss or Mandy. Okay. Alexa Bliss or Mandy. I would love to fantasy book that, but I'm trying not. <laughs> I'm trying to not. <laughs> I'm trying to not. It's not that kind of show, Wes. <laughs> you can fantasy book it later man you're by yourself um no i was thinking alexa could have a shot here but do you think it means anything when you finish the night you know when you pull down the briefcase on raw before do you buy into that at all i know that's the reverse momentum theory but sometimes we've seen them break that that, right multiple multiple times But it always feels weird to even, you know, it still feels like I'm going, I know I'm going against that theory. So, but you're thinking Mandy Rose or Bailey? Bailey. Bailey ain't got any kind of momentum right now, does she? No, that would be if they wanted to get her some momentum, this would maybe be a way to try. Because I think she's valuable enough where they would maybe want to do that. Not to me, by God, not to me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't get it twisted. Company-wise, Fan base wise, she's got a lot of fans. I think it's worth it if they want to try to give her a boost. I'm trying to think who's going to be the most interesting carrying the briefcase around. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> you know it's true. She never got to do it the last time either. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss is my prediction. That's who's my winning. man. That's it. No, I did. that's not who I want <laughs> to win. I'll Actually, go. I'd love to see Ember climb up there and win. If I'm picking who I want to win, Ember Moon. But I think Alexa winning. It's funny. We're both. Making these picks, you pick Alexa. I'm gonna pick Bailey, and neither one of us are happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> this match is gonna be terrible. <laughs> no, it should be fun, but I think the men have the better lineup this year. The men's match is loaded. Man. Yeah. So we have Ricochet, 
versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor versus Ali versus Andrade versus Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton. Whew. I mean, this is going to be a car wreck. I don't know, really, you don't break a match like this down. Look at these participants, and but they're all going to have their sub-storylines because we also got an interesting finish to SmackDown this week to tie this up. Sami Zayn helping out Kevin Owens and beating up Kofi Kingston. Remember, these two were a pretty cool duo until... Did they ever turn on each other, or are they just kind of... They just got hurt. They just both got hurt. So now you have Sammy in a Money in the Bank match the same night KO's in a championship match. There could be something there. There's something there. They're joining up. There's some kind of connection there. Um, Ali's got some side stuff. Andrade's got some side stuff going on. Ricochet's going to do something stupid. (laughs) But I think I know who you're picking. But you can give me your take on it, but I think I know who you're picking. I think they want to nail this Money in the Bank match. I think they want a solid winner. I think they want a legitimate winner. I don't, you know, last year we got Braun and that fiasco with his cash-in. Year before, was that Corbin's year? Mm-hmm. When he had the failed cash-in, just made him look real bad. Terrible, yeah. We might have skipped a year in there, but yeah, it's been, it has, the fact is, the fact that we can't really, Remember, it means it hadn't been done well. I think used, Drew McIntyre well. changes that this year. I think Drew McIntyre wins, and he uses that to fucking move himself to the top of the company. Because I think it's time for that. He's the kind of guy, he's been around a year now. If he is who he says he is, he needs to be there real soon. Mm-hmm. Or it's starting, to, it's starting to be a Braun situation. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Right. He's definitely in some limbo, creative limbo. It's... It's like there's, we don't want to hurt him. He's been kept strong, but he hadn't really done much. Mm-hmm. I I think you might be right, but just to, to be a contrarian here, mm, I got Finn or Andrade in my head. I'm going to go Andrade. He'd be my second choice. Andrade. Let's talk about entertaining him and Zelina walking around with that briefcase. I mm-hmm. think that could be really good. Mm-hmm. And he, he, what did he call it? His... They said it in Spanish, Mr. Money in the Bank in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And that that could be marketable. You know, that could be fun. So, yeah, Andrade. And, man, how you feel about it's time for Drew. Like, I think Andrade, the same could apply to him. It's time for him to work his way up the card. And I think he is who he says he is. And he, especially, and he's gotten a little clear on the mic. Still mm-hmm. not great, but Zelina Vega's going to make up for that every right. corner I don't, for me. He doesn't need to be great because no. he's got Zelina. I don't even know why they hand it to him half the time. Mm-hmm. But he is getting better. That's my pick to win this. That's the main event, right? Yeah, probably. That's got to be. All goes back to how they want to book it. True. Oh, yeah. True. But this will be a fun card. Pretty much top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, you've got the the obligatory one or two matches that you don't care about that shouldn't be on there to make it a reasonably linked show, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are. But other than that, yeah, man, the middle to the top, as always, is loaded. How about Dan, the new tag champs, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, defending their titles against the Usos on the kickoff show? On the kickoff show. Mm-hmm. 
So I might make me tune in at the kickoff mm-hmm. show. Yeah, that's something we didn't touch on last week, but we will be talking about in the near future. Daniel Bryan and his new role in the tag division, tag team champions. I think we're both a fan of it and just anything he does right now. So we will be talking about that in shows to come. Yes. In the meantime, we got an awesome Money in the Bank card. And next week, we're also staying in the modern era and talking about the worst of the modern era. Top top what we've done, modern era. Top the attitude era. Top the ruthless aggression. Era. Hopefully nothing's happening on Sunday night that'll be included in that. So we should also have <laughs> a great Money in the Bank show to react to as well next week. All right, guys. Thank you all for joining us once again around water slash bourbon cooler here at Sorry <laughs> for Marking. We'll be back next week. We'll talk to you then. Sasha, come home. Did pretty good. I think so. I think it went well.